In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, hello, hello. Ryan Roxy here and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. In the Trenches. In the Trenches. <laughs> Happy 7-7 day. No, it's not the coffee. It must be the cocktail. I got a coffee and a cocktail because I am excited to do today's show. You know I'm always excited to do today's show, but today particularly. Happy 7-7, by the way, folks. Um, if you are listening to it on Apple or any of the other Spotify, any of the other pod, straight ahead podcast platforms, you might want to make your way over to YouTube Live or Facebook Live. Join our chat and uh, subscribe and be a part of it all because today is definitely something to be a part of. If you are a guitar player or an aspiring guitar player, um, I think you know our guest. You have to have seen our guest at least once, twice, three million times because he's got that many views on lots of his videos. Um, I want you to welcome, because I want to, you know what? Here's the thing. When I, we were doing our research on our guest today, there wasn't a whole lot of info out there. For someone with so many YouTube followers, we had to really dig deep and I sort of, you know, be investigative. So today, we're going to get inside the head, find out what makes him tick, and uh, just pretty much celebrate the guitar, you know? So welcome to In the Trenches. Would you please welcome Mr. Marty Schwartz? Hello, Marty. There he is, man of mystery. <laughs> hey, what's up? How's it going? Ryan, thanks for, thanks for having me on. Uh, really appreciate it. I feel like I'm watching YouTube right now, just looking at you because I see I've seen your face so many times. You know, just when you when you start a video like that, and you go, "Hey, I'm Marty Schwartz," and I, I'm like, "Wait a second, I, that is really Marty Schwartz I'm talking to." Okay. I mean, maybe I should play like you know. <laughs> Sorry, it, you know what? We haven't perfected the online jam yet. Till I know there's still some latency issues, but uh, I did tell Marty before we started the show that in honor of Marty Schwartz, I'm playing my three three five today. I know that is one of your guitars of choice. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into all that sort of equipment, all that kind of stuff. But first, I'm here. There he is. It's it's Marty Schwartz, man. I, I and and I've, I've been wanting to have you on the show for a while now because there it is. You're getting, you're getting love from the chat room already um, because I wanted to find out your whole story because I think it fits into the, in the trenches uh, sort of storyline of what we have with our subjects. A lot of them, um, a lot of our guests that we have on play with bands that are established like me sort of riding the coattails of a big name, but you are a bit different in the sense that you are more of a self-made a phenomenon. You've sort of created this um, online platform. And for those of you that, you know, I guess have never been on YouTube before, then you don't know about Marty Music, but of course you have, because this is Marty Music. This is the man behind Marty Music. Um, I want to sort of find out about that, how that all came to be, but where it all started. So if we could, yeah. do, if we could do one of those. Let's dream. start with yeah, yeah. Well, that that that's a nice segue into how you and I uh, first met and know each other. Um, and I want to throw out a huge shout out to to you and your bandmates in the Alice Cooper band. Right. Um, before any of the uh, internet YouTube stuff was happening for me, actually, I think it was even before YouTube existed. Uh, I played with your drummer, Glenn Sobel, who's my friend as well. 
Um, I played with your drummer, Glenn Sobel, with an American Idol singer uh, named Elliot Yamin. So that's how uh, Glenn and I got to know each other. And then we always stayed in touch. We were both really into um, this future technology. At the time that we were doing that gig, we did a European tour together. And this is before he was in Alice Cooper, uh, before he knew he would even play with Alice Cooper. Was this so we the, were both, was it Beautiful Creatures? Was it before Beautiful Creatures? For no, this, I, this was after Beautiful Creatures. So this is like, um, this is probably, man, I can't even, you know, time is such a blur, but I've been doing. <laughs> Especially this year. I've been doing, yeah, oh my God. I've been doing YouTube for about 12 years. So it was a good, you know, three or four years before that. So we're talking like 15 wow. years ago. This is um, this is interesting because I'm going to have Glenn Sobel on in just a few weeks, nice. so I'll, we'll be able to revisit this band. Did this band that you toured with the, in Europe did it have a name, or were you guys it under was a solo? Singer. Yeah, it was solo. the singer Elliot Yamin from American Idol. So you know, nice. it was hit. It was him, and we were you know the the band for you know to back him up. Um, but I do remember even back then we had like those white flip uh, flip. Flip cameras. Phones. Oh, it was a flip phone or a flip, a flip camera? Phone, but no, the white, those white, uh, I don't, flip's not the right word. There was these little white video cameras before phones could take good video. Oh, Vic, I mean, can so you put a all... picture of one of those up, please? Um, our yeah, producer usually has white, stuff like that. You no, know, it looks like <laughs> a little white Game Boy or something. Um, but I remember like talking about, yeah, you know, someday I think people will just be video, you know, be doing video everywhere they are the backstage or their band or their the shows everything's going to be videoed so i remember that seed way back you know over 15 years ago talking about uh kind of like the future that we felt could be coming um but so that's how you and i met is through glenn sobel so you know cut to you know a decade later glenn ends up playing with you right. with alice cooper and i also want to say um that i've seen you guys uh, a handful of times because Glenn always invites me yeah, when you guys are in town, which I appreciate that kindness and friendship. But um, what I want to tell you guys is you've always, uh, every time I've gone to uh, see you guys, you've always been each one of you. Uh, so let's see, you've got Ryan Roxy, of course. Um, we got Glenn, Glenn right? Sobel. We got Chuck. Chuck Garrick. Yeah. Uh, Tommy. Tommy Hendrickson. Yeah. And Nita. Nita. And of course we got that. We got some funny guy with weird eye makeup on. I don't know, you know, obviously, (laughs) obviously the man, the myth, the legend, but, uh, and amazing golfer. Uh, Yes. No. So all of you guys have always been so cool. So Marty, uh, I'm flattered that you're introducing us as sort of like member, you know, individual members of of a band because no, that that's that guns and roses or kiss factor. It's like all of a sudden you meant you, everyone has their sort of favorite sort of Alice Cooper band member, which is great. And I think, and, and so the fact that you're doing that, but let's be factual when we play those places and we walk around the casinos and stuff like that, there's not people stopping Glenn. So, well, they're stopping you, man, because they know <laughs> they've seen you or you have taught them a song or two over the years. And that's what I'm most impressive, uh, impressed okay. by you is that you've been able to take, see that foresight of what's going to happen mm-hmm. with music, you know, with way back in the white flip phones or white phones or whatever, before the internet, before YouTube yeah, was yeah. even off the ground. There it oh, is. Well, t- okay. he, he's quick. That's what I'm telling you. 
I was just making sure I, I, I did have it right. Okay. <laughs> so you've been able to take that, put it into action, and now you've turned it into not just a career, but sort of a pioneer of what online lessons is about. So, you know, kudos to you, man. And definitely right. you, you deserve all the success that you've been having. I, right. I, what What is the first, do you remember the first video you ever put up yeah. all those years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the first, well, yeah, uh, you know, failure <laughs> is a part of what, why I have the gig I have, you know? So, uh, there's a lot of lessons in that, but the first video I ever shot where I consciously decided that I was going to make YouTube videos was, uh, this song. Yeah. Wow. So, so, uh, Glenn and I, when we played, you know, over 15 years ago at that point in my life, I was a full-time gigging musician. Obviously Glenn and I were both playing with an American Idol guy. Um, and then I had, I had been in original bands and, and all that stuff. Um, and then I played local bands in Southern California. You know, I, I've done lots of, you know, thousands of gigs okay. before YouTube even existed. Thousands of gigs, cover gigs, original gigs, solo, uh, you know, solo restaurant gigs with a looper pedal. You played in a wedding band? You did a wedding band? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's cool. The first, the first uh, like, real pro band I played in, I was probably about, uh, I was still in college, and I took over for my guitar teacher in college who was in this, like, kind of corporate, you know, cover band. He had gotten burned out, and I here I am, you know, 21, 22 years old, just fired up to – to actually be able to pay my rent playing guitar was an amazing feeling. But so that kind of started down that road. And that particular guitar teacher, I really looked up to him um, because, I mean, he had this killer life and he wasn't like a famous guitar player. He showed me that you can make a living. Well, it's harder now. But, you know, back in the 90s, like I saw this guitar teacher of mine, uh, I was probably about 10 years older, like super, you know, hot girlfriend. <laughs> little house this was in uh where i went to college in santa fe new mexico nice. but like hot, hot girlfriend number one important uh killer pad guitars taught at the at my college is his day gig and then played in bands and did recording sessions and was not famous so i was like wow like that's a guy like so if you're you have that ambition to try and make it as far as you can you can do that while you're trying to take it, you know, play yeah. that lottery of whatever it is. Right. So I saw that it was a possibility. Um, but basically ever since that moment, I, uh, always was able to, you know, I didn't make a great living, but I was able to, uh, you know, scrape by. Um, so pretty much private, that lessons mostly time, you, private lessons you were mostly doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So what I was going to say is like, I, I got in this corporate band and so I was like, okay, well that's my night. You know, we played like, three nights a week. Uh, I was like, all right, that's my, that gig's good. But what do I do during the day? And I was like, well, I can be just like my guitar teacher, Chris, and, and figure out maybe I can start getting some students. Cause I enjoyed uh, passing on the information that had helped me. So that became my day job. And then, uh, you know, I eventually moved back to Southern California and same thing, just found bands to play in, talk guitar during the day. So pretty much from the time I was, before I was even out of college, I was gigging 
and eventually started teaching guitar. Um, once I was on tour in Europe with with our mutual friend Glenn, you know, 15 years ago, I think, uh, uh, yeah, I, I had a, a baby daughter because my daughter's 15 now. But, uh, yeah. you know, at the time it was just I was really starting to feel like, man, I need a little more security. I need a little more um, just steadiness. You know, right. I was getting a little older thinking about the future way more than when I'm in my 20s, you know. But when I talk about failure, what ended up happening with me is uh, in 2005, so I'll cut to 2005, so we're getting closer to all this. Right. Um, 2005, randomly, just because I was known in my community as a guitar teacher and I have a music degree, um, I got this random call from an elementary school in Carlsbad, California, and their music teacher had had quit right before the school year was going to start. So they were in like a kind of desperate, we need someone, uh, we we need a music teacher. Not a guitar teacher, but like, you know, a general on, music yeah. teacher. You can teach yeah. percussion, you can teach the triangle, you can teach how Triangle, to <laughs> recorder, uh, you know, do, re, mi, uh, this land is your land. All this of them. Land, you know, All the hits. Kindergarten, kindergarten to fifth grade, man. So, um so I walked in there to the to the interview, and I was thinking, wow, this could be a, a, a brand new experience for me. And I told them, I said, look, I, I don't, I have no experience in what you're looking for, but here I am, a professional musician, and uh, I hated music in elementary school. I hated the music class, and so uh, you know it was really boring, and I just zoned out. But here I am doing music for a living, so obviously nothing was grabbing me back then to inspire me. Right. So if you guys were to hire me, I don't know what I'm doing, but I would do, I would at least do what I wish someone would have done with me back then. It's like the kids walk in, I put the guitar out, you know, we're, we're, you know, Play I, big I, a I chord. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the way to do it. You know, and they would just, I'd have them in the palm of my hand, you know? Um, well, it goes back to me, to Marty. It goes back to, yeah. to knowing who your first guitar teacher was. You still know his name. I know mine, the name of mine, yeah. who I grew up. His, his name was Steve Phillips. The story was not that much different than the one you yeah. told. He was the cool guy. He played in a local yeah. band. And uh, yeah. one of the first, I remember the first lick that he taught me was... After Peter Frampton, the rest was, you know, okay, I'm going to oh. do that for a living. So, oh, that, that's and, so cool. And the fact that, 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 you know, I just wanted to get it straight because, like I said, we did a lot of research of trying to figure it out. You are originally born and raised in California, Southern California. Yeah, All right. Okay. Southern California, born and raised. I uh, migrated down here, down to like North San Diego because of a band that I had auditioned for, you know over over 20 years now ago an original band in san diego that that was like at the time in like 1999 they were pretty much the most popular band in san diego and i just jumped in man i i uh i had to learn two songs for the audition um but i learned the whole album you know i'm sure you understand that yeah. i wanted it the, thing, it the, the things that we do the things we do for yeah. women for women and bands we will move yes. countries we will move yes. cities yes. Yes. <laughs> so for those of you that are, are listening right now and just tuning in uh we are here with uh 
guitarist, and I would say world guitarist, guitar teacher to the world, and international instructor of mystery. I will say that much. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to In the Trenches podcast with Ryan Roxy. I'm Ryan Roxas. Roxy, and we are here with Marty Schwartz. So, um, yeah, if you're just tuning in again, subscribe to that uh, YouTube button, and uh, let's hear more about the history yeah. and, and sort of how it came to be uh, that you sort of went from a guitar teacher online seeing the or uh, doing private lessons to seeing that foresight of hey maybe everything online is happening and then you then you're a, so you, now you're a teacher you you have yeah. a, a teaching gig but how does that translate over to online yeah so we're getting closer so uh, in 2005 i just totally randomly got hired as uh, an elementary school music teacher and it was about 20 hours a week so it wasn't full time but because of that gig, and I, I did it for three years, because of that, I got even more known in that little community, the little city there. And so I became like the guitar teacher of that community. So really being the elementary school music teacher just really boosted boosted all my uh, private guitar lessons, right? So it was like the best like student generator ever was being this trusted teacher at this elementary school. So, you know, really I enjoyed working with the kids and they, I mean, it was a lot of hard work. It was super draining. Um, but because of that, I was like, you know, I think maybe this is where I'm supposed to be or my, my calling. Right. Uh, so I started considering maybe even getting more into, uh, teaching elementary school, like maybe even going back to school and getting my teaching credential to teach, school. I was just natural with the kids. Um, but in 2008, the economy crashed. And so I got laid off from the teaching job and um, I lost a lot of students. I lost a lot of gigs. All these different things happened, compounded really quickly in 2008, where I was uh, really worried that I could pay my bills. And, you know, I had this nightmare and scenario in my head of like having to like move back in with my parents <laughs> and I had a wife and kid like yeah, that. Yeah. So that's like pure failure. Right. So that's why I said failure. It was like, um, and, and the, and it connects to the don't let me down. So, so during, uh, during this time, um, that I was teaching elementary school music every once in a while, uh, a kid wouldn't practice. I mean, a lot. They wouldn't practice in my yeah. private lessons. I used to so be that kid. Thinking, I was that kid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I have my, this is my, oh, you see, I'm, this is advanced. I'm, uh, what do you got there? I have my laptop raised on a cardboard box. Oh, right dude, now. those, just, those, bla, bla, uh, yeah, cardboard boxes make the best sort of height. Uh, yeah, I just gave it away. The, 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 the secret the technology that I'm using. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I was teaching these lessons and the kids like you that, that would say, oh, I forgot how it went or I didn't practice. I had this one kid that it was like three weeks in a row. I re still remember it was the song Fire by Hendrix, which I was always trying to get the kids into cool music, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, we played I remember that for Dallas. I remember playing a couple versions of Fire. And it's not the easiest song. Tell me, you know, Fire. It, yeah, it's a, tr it's a tricky little right-hand rhythm and stuff, but yeah. I'm sure you have a good way of teaching it that uh, uh, <laughs> this kid was so, uh, able to do it. You yeah, might... So, so I, I said, you know what? I, I don't want to hear that you didn't practice or you don't remember how it goes. I'm going to record, you know, uh, 
Yeah. I'm going to record it on my laptop right now. And then I'm going to put it up on this thing, YouTube, and I'm going to put your name in the tag words. So all you have to do is type your name in and the video will pop up and then you can play along with it. And I'm going to check how many views it got to make sure that I know that you practiced. Right. So we're talking like three views. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know, that's like kind of a clever little thing to add to my guitar lesson routine that would make me different than other guitar teachers is I uh, start shooting like the synopsis of each lesson, putting it on YouTube for them to then watch later. That was like my big idea. It wasn't to reach strangers. It was to just uh, uh, supplement and be like what I thought super innovative for my private students, making video, like extra video content for them. So, so you, very weren't, you weren't expecting this other audience to be sort of voyeuristic and wanting to sort of, hey, let's see what's going on with this guy. Oh, wow. Right. I, I'm getting but something out of it. Because I took the action, it then had results that I wasn't expecting, which then gave me the you know fortitude to tweak it a little bit. And, and I'll explain that in one second. So, so I was filming little clips. And also I thought that I could have those clips up when a, someone would call on a referral that were like, yeah, someone told me you teach guitar and, you know, I don't know if you're right for my, you know, kid or I've always wanted to learn to solo, but I can only play chords, whatever it is. Like I could tell them, oh, you can go to my YouTube channel and see like my style of teaching. And also I'll make clips from our lessons too. So I think it'll be really helpful to you. So it really started super organic as like an organic, nice organic little supplemental thing, right? And I was teaching full-time elementary school. I was teaching students and gigging at night. So when the economy crashed, I already had like a tiny bit of video stuff for my private students. That's all I thought of it as. But when I got laid off and I lost some students, I was like, oh, shit, man. Like, I really need to set myself apart. I should start, you know, making tons of videos, not just for my actual private students, but I should start making videos to just market myself, reach people, right? Um, so the reason I always think about don't let me down is I got called into the elementary school in the summer of my, you know, what would have been my fourth year teaching there. They called me in and they said, um, yeah, you know, the they cut the funding for music. So we're going to not have you this year. And I was like devastated. I thought that was my fu whole future. Right. So I was super devastated and I drove home and I went into where I'm at right now. This is my garage. I mean, I built out a little mini little studio room here in my garage, but Just I came say, back say, here. Say it's a recording complex. So, so yeah. we want the myth. We still want the, I'm in my son's right. room. I'm in my son's room, but a lot of people think it's yeah. New York city, but yeah, yeah. It, 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 we, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I understand you. So you're in your recording complex slash garage. Yeah. Man cave, you know? Um, so I walked in, I was driving home from being laid off thinking like my whole world is ending because I could see shit like, the economy's it's like the pandemic right now. Right it's now. Like we don't it's, know. It, it, it's, it's full. You know what? We don't know the end story. We've like, come we 360 to 2008 right now. That's why I think this story is so inspiring that we're hearing right now. And I had no idea that you were going to tell it this way, but yeah. you know, the way you say that about failure, you know, losing your job, uh, financial crisis, there's a lot of people right now in those same exact positions. And the fact that you were able to, put action and innovate and now you are 
Now, folks, I'm not lying when I say this number, 2.2 million YouTube followers later. This is a story that I think is is like the playbook of In the Trenches because you've definitely made something huge out of something that could have been tragic. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if I wouldn't have had, because I worked nonstop up to 2008, right? Um, I taught all day, school ended, and then I taught private lessons afterwards. I'd get home at like seven at night. Saturdays, I taught all day and then had a, a reoccurring Saturday night gig at this cool bar in Orange County. So, I mean, I was working nonstop. So because of that, I didn't have that like free energy to like reinvent myself. I was too busy going check to check to make sure my family was fed, you know? Right. So so getting uh, getting that, everything taken away from me, which, you know, I was terrified, but it also opened up my mind to be like, oh shit. I mean, yeah, you got to scramble, but all of a sudden I had nothing to lose. Um, so I drove home from getting laid off, got in here, hit the, I was, I filmed all my early videos right with my laptop camera. And, uh, I had had like a little looper version of don't let me down that I had played a lot at, you know, I had a couple of solo restaurant background music gigs. So I had a little, rep- I had a little repertoire of like little jammy covers I could do. So I was, I always liked don't let me down. Plus the, the, the emotional content of the song related to what like was going on in that very moment. So I drove home, I shot that video, but that was the conscious decision of like, okay, now I'm going to start making videos just for the people out there and see what happens. Another really happy accident. One of my private students, you know how I said I'd, I used to title those early videos. Like, you know, for instance, if I had taught you fire, it would, the video title would be Ryan Roxy's lesson on July 7th, 2020. Right. right. So no one searching Seven, for that in the search engine one time, just not, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was teaching a uh, Mississippi queen by mountain to a little kid. Thank you. Thanks to the game guitar hero. Cause there were so many cool songs in that. That, that little kid got turned on to, which was so great for me back then as a guitar teacher. But anyway, I taught uh, Mississippi Queen Mountain, and just without thinking about it, I remember still I titled the video Queen or like how to play the intro to Mississippi Queen by Mountain for Ryan Roxy on July 7th, blah, 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 right? Uh-huh. And it got, like a, it got like a couple hundred extra views than the other videos. So and you're singing tag because, words. It's a little bit about was, the ta- title, tag words, all that kind of stuff, right? Search engine, SEO, search engine optimization. It wasn't a word I knew, um, but that's what I fell into by accident. And I was like, oh, shit, it's got 100 views. Like, that's amazing. So I'm going to start doing that with my other ones, right? But then also I just started like every day I'm like, I'm just going to start teaching stuff and with no plan. Um, I was really trying to get more private students. It was as simple as that I, because that's how I made a living, right? And and now the living is made through online. So yeah. I, I love the way that, that, that you, there, there yeah. is you, the thing that you thought you had a goal. You actually had yep. the goal uh, of, okay, I'm going to teach, I'm going to get more students, but you didn't know how you were going to get more students. And now you have 2.2 million students. And, mm-hmm. and I'm even seeing in the comments chat, there's a lot of the students that I teach with, with my guitar method that are saying, um, I'm actually cheating on you, Roxy. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Marty, and which is completely fine because I think you should learn 
as from as many influences as possible because it's what works for somebody might not work for the other person. So you always take what works. Uh, I always to this day, I go on YouTube and I find suggestions about certain, I'm not lying folks. I go on to learn some Alice Cooper songs that are in the repertoire and how they play it. Because you know what? Sometimes they play it better than me. Way better. <laughs> uh, Tommy, so, when I first met Tommy, your uh, your other guitar player, Tommy he, Hendrickson, yeah, he said something like that to me. He was like, "I checked one of your videos on this thing, man." You know, um, which was so, well, so when cool. did you really start feeling like that? Because we met right about the time you were going to kick off Marty Music, and I know you were already established at that point. Yeah. But but at the same, when did you start feeling like, okay, wow, this is really snowballing into something big? It was like it was like 2008, 2009. Um, you know, it was just a brand new world of YouTube starting, and uh, you know, I navigated through through uh, you know lots of things and lots of lots of lot a lot more lessons. Um, which then eventually led to uh, me doing something completely on my own. So Marty Music, you know, is completely, I own 100% of it. And, uh, you know, that only, only Marty Music was that. Anyway, I was busy with lots of opportunities um, on YouTube. And, um, you know, basically there's stuff I'll, you know, I'll skip over. So I'll just be like, (laughs) <laughs> and then that led to me uh starting my own thing marty music perfect i get it uh, <laughs> well let's i mean we'll, we'll wait for the netflix show to come out the you know the, the making of marty um but i actually wanted to get in real quick because that does bring us a little bit to present day and i wanted to sort of put out a new little ITT segment, which is in the trenches segment, because Alice Cooper always says, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And because we did a lot of good research to sort of figure out, you know, peel the onions off of uh, the onion layers off of Marty Schwartz, I have a few things that might be fact or fiction, uh, a few questions that came up through my research, and I think you've answered a couple of them. Go ahead. Yeah. And one thing. You may there because uh, we didn't do any pre-interview uh, stuff. I mean, we talked, we talked, but we didn't talk about what we were going to talk about. Right. So there may be a question. I don't know what you're about to ask, but there may something may pop up where I'm going to have to say no comment. Okay, but uh, go for it. All right, great. I love it. I love it because that that will mean you're going to plead the fifth. I love the fifth. <laughs> Don't drop that three three five. <laughs> All right. Man, so, drop my guitar. Anyway, I'm ready. All right. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Or like let's that. see, uh, is this fact or fiction? And I think you might have answered this a little bit earlier. But do you actually have a bachelor's degree in contemporary music performance? Yes. Yes, you, I do. You do. Okay, yeah. so and that was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I, yeah. Why? Why was New Mexico the choice of uh, to go to a college? Super easy answer. Ooh, fact. Was, <laughs> man, nice production. Oh, dude, that's Vic Chalfont right there. He loves the shoutouts. I'm stealing Vic. I'm getting Vic. <laughs> Everybody wants him. Trust uh, me. <laughs> wow. So look, so, luxur- so luxurious. Um, uh, uh, oh, contemporary. Oh, Santa Fe. Yeah. It's real easy. I was not, uh, the person growing up to become a musician. 
uh, guitar, like, uh, was something I started my senior year of high school because I just dug it, man. And girls liked it. And I was just getting super into, I, all of a sudden I realized that uh, guitar wasn't as hard as it seems. So I just got super addicted to it, but not to the point where I was I'm not a bachelor. Actually. <laughs> I have He's a degree a in bachelor, bachelor degree. Yeah. Fine line. Different. Uh, no, I am married actually, but, um, uh, it, it, real simple. I did not have aspirations or did I feel like I was good enough to be a professional musician? Never. It was never, it was, you know, couldn't be more of a fantasy. Um, so I actually, uh, always was really passionate about, uh, movies and film. So I really wanted to go to film school, but I also wanted to like just leave California to experience something. And there just happened to be this cool art school in Santa Fe, New Mexico that specialized in, you know, film and video production. And turquoise. And, and turquoise. Come on. They had yeah. to just realize in turquoise. No, still got the turquoise. But, um, but no, it was a, they had, um, it's called the College of Santa Fe and they had uh, professional sound stages there that professional movies would actually film there and students could intern on Hollywood movies like um, City Slickers, Wyatt Earp, um, television shows were shot there. So any like deserty movies or shows, they would do the interior shots at my the soundstage at my college because they didn't want to have to, um, you know, they wanted to shoot all the stuff in one location. So in Santa Fe, there was this classic um, – you know, Western set. And so like Wyatt Earp, they shot the Kevin Costner, Wyatt Earp movie all outdoors there. But when they'd go into the saloon or into the house or into the cabin or whatever, they had that all set up at inside the soundstage. So basically I went there to study film and to hopefully come back with experience and, and come back to California and, and, um, and just work in that industry. But fate had another plan. Wow. Uh, I got even I got even more into music when I went to college and for whatever reason the music students were the cooler students, much cooler than the film students. The film stu- students not, you know, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of the film students were very pretentious. They already thought they were the next like Steven Spielberg or whatever. I don't know why, whereas the musicians were just, you know, killer down to earth like you, Ryan. Yeah, just wanna uh, be, we just want to be. We just want to make a living, man. We want to make it to the next one. Yeah, let's hang and jam. And so I just gravitated. And once again, like I found that guitar teacher I was talking about. I was like taking the guitar lessons at college, literally just because I dug guitar. So I was a film major, and my favorite thing was going to my guitar lessons. So uh, about two years in, I switched majors because I just it was all I was doing. I had two bands. Um, I practiced all day every day just be not because I felt like I had to just because I dug it and it just took over and I remember telling my parents that I was gonna switch to music major and they were really really upset hmm. um I wasn't thought of as like a musically talented person um but I was working really hard at it and so it just took over but Santa Fe is because I was gonna study film and it's weird when cut to 2008 when I you know, started making YouTube videos, all of a sudden that little production passion, experience, yeah, yeah. original passion I had. I mean, I'm using, uh, you know, perf- you know, a lighting setup and you, you have know, good I've lighting. Had, you have good lighting. I, I, yeah. Yeah. 
I, you know, I've had to, you know, figure it all out, but it's kind of fun. It's amazing. Like I sit here and think about how the job I currently have was like the perfect job for my skills and traits, you know, and it didn't even exist. Like I'd rather be doing what I, I'm like the most fulfilled uh, career wise. Like the, I don't even, I mean, I'm trying to make the most of it and mm-hmm. I, I really try to make the most of it. And I feel the, uh, the, my mission in life. I know what I'm here to do. Um, well, you're teaching, you're teaching I, hundreds of thousands, millions of people to guitar. I think and I'm just so grateful that I can, sit here and do this and support my family. Cause you know, it was not always easy to pay the bills, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that, that I, says like, it in a nutshell. Happiest. That says the reason why you found your window and you've, yeah. went, you've gone through it. You found your door. I say you, whatever door it is that you're really something that you're really good at. You do that because that's going to, the money will come later because the money yeah. shouldn't be the goal. The money sh- will be one of those fringe benefits of it. So you learned, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you learned your lighting and all that stuff from uh, Santa Fe college. I learned all my lighting and YouTube from YouTube to be honest with you about how to light stuff and have a cool looking microphone and stuff. Well, and what about you and I learning guitar? Like what if we had YouTube? Oh, I mean, man. What if we just had that one control on YouTube, folks, if you're in the chat room and you don't know about the slowing down of the speed of the YouTube video, it is amazing for learning any guitar lick you've ever wanted to learn. Plus, you can uh, listen to anybody, any drunk politician. You just put them on 50% down uh, and watch your speech. It's, it's pretty amazing thing. Like, like they really need that. But um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it one. Sorry, I'll take it one farther because the company's about to get a free plug because I have no... Good for you. It's not good for the company. It's not affiliated. I'm not affiliated anyway, but there's a pedal called the Vidami, a V-I-D-A-M-I, and it hooks to your computer and hands-free, you can loop, slow down, um, and scroll back and forth on YouTube videos with a pedal. So for like learning guitar, I can loop a little, I, I mean, I do it all the time, but loop a little solo or a little riff and with without even taking my hands off the guitar, I can keep repeating the YouTube video, slowing it down. So that's called the Vidami and it's just a great cool. little, I mean, it's, it's a family in LA making them in their garage. So I love how uh, you just find these little things when you're, you know, sort of doing your craft and you're, I, I found so many little tips and, and, and other companies. One of these that we're doing right now with the stream yard, uh, what we film on our platform with all these overlays and stuff, that was just one of those things that my buddy Stefan awesome. turned us on to. And it was great. So, this um, is not my first stream yard, actually. This I, is not I, your I, first stream yard. Oh, we yeah. thought you were, for, you were our first, you're, you're our first 2.2 million <laughs> follower the best. interview. You're the best one now. You were the best. <laughs> Thank you. Well, now that last question, fact or fiction, which it turned out to be fact, you do have a bachelor's yeah. degree, is is it turns in what you were talking about turns into my next question because have you ever taught when you're talking about your movie business and and, and all the movie sort of uh, people that were in the Santa Fe College, then you go to Los Angeles, uh, create your empire. Are there any movie actors, famous actors, actresses that have asked you? to teach them guitar because you yeah. are Marty Schwartz. And if they I are, like can you, can you divulge names? Yeah, Is that yeah. a fact or fiction? Yeah, no, no fact. And I love this question because I don't have to brag because you asked it. <laughs> yes, I did. You right? can drop I all the names to, you like, want. Start dropping. Oh, name dropping <laughs> frequently everywhere. Uh, but well, by far the coolest 
person I've taught who I'm, I dare I say I am friends with is Jason Statham. Nice man. So he yeah. now now let let's talk about his flaws. All right, let's talk about what he doesn't know how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know how to do a C chord, right? What's well, that? <laughs> yeah, right. What does he do good? Uh, well, if you can imagine what it would take to talk about building empires, like a build the empire that Jason Statham has built. I mean, he's a actually much bigger star in Asia than here even and uh his career has only gone like that for years and years and years well um, it started for me with lock stock and two smoking barrels yeah, Jason's, well, I mean, that, when his performance in that but i felt that all those actors in that movie because that was guy Ritchie's first film i believe but that was like but all those that whole cast was amazing but it's it's kind of strange how he was the one that sort of rose yeah, to the top what's interesting about that uh guy Ritchie was making that movie and is there a guy named Vinnie Jones in that? Of course, like another actor. Yeah, he used to yeah. be an actual football player, a, a soccer football player. player. Yeah, he was a he was a. Absolutely. Okay, so Vinnie Jones and Jason Statham. If I'm, I you know, I hope I'm not messing the story up. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, right? Hey, don't let the don't let the truth get Alice in the way Cooper. of a good story, Alice yeah, Cooper. Alice Cooper. <laughs> Alice Cooper. Yeah, I got to remember. I got to remember that. Uh, no, uh, I believe Vinnie Jones and and uh, Jason Statham knew each other. Um, Jason Statham uh, had no acting aspirate aspirations. Uh, basically, Guy Ritchie was making that movie and he was saying, yeah, I need like a streetwise kind of street vendor, smooth talking, streetwise sh- street salesman right. type of role. And Vinnie Jones is like, well, my mate Jason Statham is a street vendor guy Um <laughs> Or whatever, what whatever, whatever role he was cast in that movie, it was who he was for real. Wow! Like that, that was his personality. So he didn't really have much that he had to do. And yeah, for whatever reason, you know, it's that same thing, man. Happy accident. Um, he was an Olympic diver at one point. Wow! Even though England how, didn't, how, he didn't teach you. He didn't want to get diving lessons from you. So how did it come about that he wanted to be your, you know, you to be his guitar teacher? Oh yeah, it was just basically I get emails and uh someone emailed me and was like yeah i'm reaching out for a for my boss that wants private lessons with you do you do that and i was like um you know i'm sorry i'm i'm too busy to do that and as i was responding i saw at the very bottom it said like the woman's name it said assistant to jason statham and i was like oh shit like Jason Statham, Jason Statham. So then I wrote, I had originally said no. And then I wrote her again. I'm like, Oh, is like, is it Jason Statham, the, the actor? And she said, yeah, he watches your videos and was wondering, you know, he just wanted That's to so try cool. to get you to come and, uh, and do it for real. And I was like, Oh, hell yeah. I'll give that a shot. Couldn't you pull so, like a doc? Couldn't you pull like a doctor evil and say, yeah, $1 million. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, honestly, that was the thing he was like, what do I owe you or how much do you charge? And I, I think, I mean, I just wanted to give it a shot and see what it was like. And I, I think I said like a hundred bucks an hour. Um, Jason, you got off lucky. You got off light. Well, let's put it this way. I I said that because I, I wasn't really worried about it. I was just more knew it was going to be like a cool adventure. Who knows? We could end up becoming best friends and, and riding around in this Porsche and everything. But, um, yeah, but basically, yeah, I was like, you know, I told your assistant like a hundred bucks an hour and he just like, uh, I don't think this will ever get back to him. And it, 
it's only a good thing, but he just pulled out this giant wad. Yeah, he made that. it rain on he he made it rain he on like, Marty Schwartz. I yeah, love yeah. it. And I was just like, <laughs> I think Vic has a video of that. Vic, Vic, you want to pull up that video of it making it rain on um, Marty Schwartz? No, he doesn't have that. Okay. Oh, uh, not quick enough. <laughs> um, but no, so that's cool. I become friends with uh, uh, you know, some of those people like the Blues Brothers. Uh, I've talked to because they're um working on a Broadway musical, and so they reached out to me about being involved with that. Um, one of my earliest inspirations I've been talking to, and I was actually supposed to be in, basically be in Europe right now, working on a, on a video with uh, Cat Stevens. Are you uh, kidding me? You, oh, no, he's one of my heroes. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, so yeah. relevant, even in, in, especially in today's world, the songs, I mean, whenever you hear a Cat Stevens song these days, it almost sounds more contemporary than when yeah. my mother who owned the album back in, yeah, right. in the late seventies was playing yep. them, you know? Yep. So, so he, I, you know, that was my same thing. Like my dad always had cats, you know, Cat Stevens is like, was playing, in my childhood memories, you know, and, uh, and so whenever I would do a Cat Stevens lesson, I mean, it came about because I, when I would do a Cat Stevens lesson, I've done probably his four or five biggest songs or whatever, but anytime I do a Cat Stevens lesson, I'm always like, Hey, shout out to Cat Stevens. He's like one of my heroes. Like his music was like my childhood music. So I'd always give a little special shout out to the, to those special people right. in my life, you know, just for whatever reason. And then, uh, probably about seven or eight months ago, like I got a private message from him saying yeah. thank you and all this stuff. And then, and then apparently, you know, he had a bunch of, um, it was the 50th anniversary of T for the Tillerman, which is probably biggest, his biggest album. Oh, yeah. So that's this year. Moon so Shadow, were, right? I had Moon Shadow yeah, on it. Yeah. We were going to do, uh, morning, you know, 50 more, morning has broken. Yep. 50 year, you know, and a, anniversary show like he had a bunch of stuff planned and so me being the youtube guitar guy we were gonna do a thing together and i was gonna teach a song and you know just a way to for them you know to promote and uh and so i was i just couldn't believe it that was that was mind-blowing and so i'm still in touch with them we're gonna still do something That's but we killer. just don't know when or what and then the other thing for me especially as the elementary school music teacher like the movie School of Rock, Jack Black, Tenacious D were just huge. Uh, I was just huge fans of Jack Black and Tenacious D and School of Rock. They School learned Rock. from you, though. They asked what? you. Did they ask you to? to oh man, that's killer! Well, I, right? I, yeah, I was gonna say like. I mean, this was in the very beginning of my YouTube stuff. Um, before that, I felt like I did the School of Rock thing for real. You know, like yeah. I did. That's what I was as close to that character and like what he did in that movie. Uh, uh, but the real life version, so it's not as entertaining, but, but, it's, but inspir really it's inspiring. What you did was that's what you did. And that's what I try to do as a teacher with, with my system 12 guitar method is what you try to do with all your videos. You just inspire people, right? Is that it? Yeah. I, mean, I, I love it. I love it. I love everything that's that I'm able to do and reach people and help just know I'm helping people. Like it's an amazing feeling because I also make a living doing it. But um, yeah, Tenacious D was like, I mean, I'm like a star Wars fanatic too, just because of my age, but like Tenacious D like was just one of those things. And Jack Black, I really related to. And uh, 
one of the NAM shows, which is a music convention for people that don't know. Oh, I know no. you know, Ryan. Oh, but yeah. uh, one of the NAM shows, like over 10 years ago, I was shooting something next to a guitar and this giant arm wraps around me. And it was uh, Kyle Gass, the other member of Tenacious D. And he was like on camera. He like photobombed my video and he was like, looked into the camera. He was like, don't watch this guy's lessons. Watch my videos. Like he was just being a funny guy. That's great, and, man. Uh, I was just like, oh my God, Kyle Gass, like Tenacious D, whole shit. Like my mind, like I was super nerding out. And then they reached out to me um, like a week later for some video stuff they were doing. So I got to be on this little video show that they had. Um, but I showed up and Jack Black was there, which is freak. I was like, when no one was looking, I was like texting my my wife and family, like, I'm with Jack Black right now. Holy shit. <laughs> um, you know, so so that was cool. I've met him a couple times now, but um So you got but, Jason uh, Statham, you got Jason Statham, you got some you got Jack Black at Tenacious D as well. You got you know, the band. Um you yep. also have um a, well I have Linda Carter. I jammed uh, that old time rock and roll with, with Wonder Woman. So that that's I, I, that's my name drop of the day. How about I saw, that? <laughs> I saw a picture of Glenn with Linda Carter. That's right. Well, she she loves Glenn. She Linda Carter. Wonder Woman loves Glenn Sobel. That's Dude, that's my rumor. That's my sort of soundbite. I'm putting it. I out gotta there. throw out that she still looks amazing. She does. She and she gives and, great marital advice too. She oh. gave she gave Bianca and I some great marital advice when we were in Hawaii. But she the the funny story about that is she came up to us and she says, "I want to play that song, old time rock and roll." And uh, Bob Seger, do you know it? And I'm like, everybody knows that song. It's great. But she goes, "But we need a drummer." And I looked over my shoulder, and sitting right there is Steven Tyler. And you know, oh, everyone, everyone knows yeah. Steven Tyler is the is the drummer. So he looks at yeah. me and he goes, "All right, I'll play drums." And then he gets on the drums and he's yelling at me to speed up. I'm yelling him to slow down. It was the first and only time in my life I think I could ever say I yelled at Steven Tyler, and I was able to do it in one of those because when a drummer sits down with a guitar player, you kind of all you have you have that height advantage for a minute. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> high ground, high ground. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to one more of these factor yeah. fictions. Then we have some uh, questions from some fans. If that's okay, because they have some great yeah, yeah. great questions. But um, this is the last one. Factor fiction. Don't ever let the truth get in the way of a good story. We are here with uh, Marty Schwartz, uh, international guitar uh, instructor of mystery. Um, pretty much the world's guitar teacher. Go check him out on YouTube as well. Um, I'll just have to type in Marty. Schwartz, of course, but this is my last factor fiction. Are you or were you? Oh, hold on, hold on. Vic, our producer, put on something else. Okay, this is a very important thing, Vic. I need to have I need to have full screen. Thank you very much for those of you that are watching just on a uh, listening to, on a regular platform. Make your way over to YouTube Live, won't you? So you can see me yelling at my producer. That's always fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> are you or were you ever in a band called the Damn Dirty Apes? And is this the picture to prove it? Now, hold on. Is that... Ah! <laughs> hold on. Now, let's go. Could that be... Were you ever a part of a band called the Damn Dirty Apes? It's funny because that guitar player does look like it could be me. My hair did look like that back then <laughs> on the left. And yeah. I did have... A Strat. A G&L that looked exactly like that. Do you ever um, remember wearing? I was, 
I was in a band called Damn Dirty Apes. There it is. Fact. Another but, fact, Vic. There yeah, we go. That, but that's not me. I wish it was. <laughs> so, wait, we got the I picture mean, wrong, but we got the story right. That's me. Okay. Yeah. It can be but, fact and fiction. We can have one yeah, of those. Yeah. We, uh, we were, I was an astronaut before music and we were on a astronaut mission, but we brought our instruments to stay, in, you know, stay sharp and then we crashed and, you know, the rest is history. Well, I think we have learned <laughs> and he made a YouTube video about it too, folks. Um, uh, yeah, I was in a band called Damn Dirty Apes, um, but that we didn't wear uh, Planet actual of Planet of the Apes costumes. Okay. All right. That's good to know. No, but, but I can tell you why we were called Damn Dirty Apes is because actually the, the whole reason I'm in San Diego, well, I was talking about this, the pop, the most popular band in San Diego at the time, or at least one of them, was called Wise Monkey Orchestra. What and is your fascination was, with primates? You seem to have this. I have nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm not a founding member. So so basically, though, I I – Audition the band I auditioned for and got into was called Wise Monkey Orchestra. The f- vocalist was female. The bass player and the singer were married. She got pregnant with her third kid when we had been touring like road dogs. And so like maybe the fourth year in, she got pregnant. And so we had to stop touring. So the members minus the bass player and singer formed kind of an electronic fusion early before EDM and instrument and instruments were together as much. We kind of had that idea right. and uh, we called it damn dirty apes because it was basically wise monkey without the singer and bass player. So we wanted to, we Natural were a new progr- band. You know what? It seems like yeah. almost like an evolution. Get it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. See? So, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. herd of apes or a pride of apes. What do you call a bunch of apes? Um, a gang of apes? Um, I don't. Pride sounds maybe. I know it's a pride of lions. I, I, you know what? Help us out on the chat board. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, man, I never worked harder for for uh, uh, less reward than damn dirty. <laughs> you came here to talk about guitar. You end up talking about primates. That's what I love about in the trenches. We don't know where we'll go, but I know where we're actually headed because we're headed to okay. some audience questions uh, cool. that, that I put it out there on the old Instagram. And by the way, folks, uh, let's get this right now out there. If you want to follow Marty on your social media of choice, your social media platform of choice, I think, oh, wait a second. Whenever animals Ooh, gather in groups here, formerly called apes, a shrewdness. Wow. A shrewdness of apes. Okay, great. Now we know that's a fact. Wow. <laughs> I, was just, I was just going to basically ask for your social, your favorite social media links before uh, we start getting into these audience questions. But um, my favorite social security number. What? No, no, not social security <laughs> number. I wanted to ask about your uh, social media uh, sort of tags. And I think that on Instagram, you are at Marty Schwartz. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah. Marty Schwartz on Twitter. Marty Schwartz on Instagram. Marty Schwartz on Facebook and then Marty music on YouTube, on YouTube. and okay. Marty music.com is, is the web's, you know, website. Yeah. I, you know, I have premium, like I have premium courses that you can, 
you know, step-by-step that you can purchase at the website. Um, Marty music. That's the, that's the money shot. That's the one where the 2.2 million reside, but you got great, great numbers on everywhere else, but there it is. There's a shot. If you guys are uh, watching on YouTube and Facebook, I want to throw out real quick because I just – if you look down there, it says Chuck Berry, Rollover Beethoven. That came out today. But uh, Marty Music just turned four uh, a couple weeks ago, and I have pretty much – well, I've never missed a release, but I've pretty much – I mean a couple – some Sundays here and there where there haven't been videos. But in four years, I've pretty much released a video every single day in four years. That is dedication. Congratulations. We do we do one live in the trenches a week and I feel like we're overachieving. But <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm I'm going to honestly hear from the whole Roxy what Guitar Army. Right well, I'm 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 going to hear from the whole Roxy Guitar Army team from now on. Like, we saw your uh podcast with Marty and he says he puts one video out a day. Why right. don't you? <laughs> and say don't worry chasing frets. You have a question out here that we have. I I saw I remember chasing frets uh at chasing frets has a question. I so get, I do get amazing help. Like I own my own I own 100% of Marty Music, but um, you know, I have a, uh, a network that my channel is under called Maiden Network out of Nashville, and they they're great. Make me so much better than I am, so well, I always have to give a huge shout out. That's the way I feel about RGA. That's the way I feel about the Rocks Guitar oh, Army. We got we got Vic. I've we, never seen you. Th- I've never seen you this good. <laughs> well, that's my lighting. That's the lighting that I looked at that I took on uh, YouTube videos. But it we have Vic so early for me this morning. <laughs> it so. is, you know. That's why I appreciate you. You know, coming out from California. I appreciate you waking up on the West Coast so we can get our European audience uh, to watch the show as well. But also, I mostly appreciate your good Wi-Fi because you of all the guests we've had, we've had zero. Well, of course, I'm going to say that you're going to freeze. You're going to go. (laughs) But anyway, I want to move on to some some, uh, audience questions. And this, I need fast Wi-Fi. I pay the premium that I the most you can pay mm. is what I pay. Good for you. <laughs> for the Good for you. Yeah. I was actually just going to give a whole bunch of love to my team, which is actually Vic Chalfont, Robbie Miller, Scotty Hagen, Dave Rattenberry, Federock. They they all help out, and, and and plus everybody that's in the RGA, the Roxy Guitar Army, they help promote these shows, and I'm sure we are going to uh, snowball this episode into many many more views as well. A uh, 2.2 million is what I'm shooting I'll for. I'll share uh, when when this is over. I'll I'll share the link out. Perfect. This. Well, here let's go for some questions. Um, the first one. And because you played uh, Don't Let Me Down, the Beatles, it always starts with the Beatles. That was your first video that you shot. But at Bellingerp, uh, at Bellingerp asks, what was the first song you learned to play on your guitar? Do you, can you That's remember? That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I remember because my dad showed it to me. My dad's just, my dad was kind of like a hippie um, hack guitar. He just knew some basic chords. He still just knows like, a minor and D minor or whatever. But the first thing I ever learned, he showed it to me. Sounds like this. <laughs> Theme to feeder gun, baby. That is and if you and if you, if you want to get advanced, you switch to the string. Back. And and that's pretty much all I knew for about uh see 
yeah, five or six years. That was the only thing I could play. Well, you said you taught the Blues Brothers, so that's obviously one of the tracks that you had to teach them. <laughs> yeah, I had this amazing conversation with uh, Judy Belushi um, about what they're trying to do with the Blues Brothers, you know, uh, John Belushi's widow. So that was pretty wild. And then a private message from Dan Aykroyd just, you know, saying, we love what you do, Marty. I mean, that was like ridiculous, ridiculous. You know what? These are heroes. I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. But you could be the 2020 version of Steve Cropper in the movie. What do you say? You oh, know, dude, I, be- I would do. They, well, they did invite me because they do some. Uh, they do. Oops. It's all right. They do. They do some shows once in a while. But I was going to be like. <laughs> oh, God, you got props as well. <laughs> I have props because I can't read the screen. <laughs> No, that was great. That was your first song. You said blues, bro. Uh, you, it was the Peter Gunn yeah, theme. Oh, there it is, man. Michael McVeigh. Uh, just so you know, that right there, there's our 335s today. And you were hanging out with Marty Schwartz on the old live stream in the trenches. Appreciate you guys hanging out. There's more questions that we have um, at okay. Ben's 24112 LOL, which is uh, somebody's laughing out loud. Is strumming four chords to a metronome good practice? Uh, I would say absolutely. Um, I mean, it's any any music that you practice to a metronome is, is going to make you better. Right. Um, it can get frustrating. So sometimes just get rid of the metronome and test yourself out. Um but absolutely. Another thing, if you have four chords that you're practicing, practicing to a metronome, maybe try and find a famous song that uses those four chords. You're not going to have a lot of pro. If you have four chords that are the, you know, C, G, and D, and A minor, or whatever, you're going to be able to find millions of songs that use those chords. So don't be afraid to like find a real easy chord. So you just, it's a little more rewarding when you play something you recognize. I mean, like Tom Petty, like, so many of his songs are just those great open chords. They're amazing songs. Um, I mean, so, simple, so don't be afraid to try four, and find four four timing. I love it. Well, the the good news for me is that I get to play in a band with a human metronome, which is Glenn Sobel, which you have you know good history I have with. with. Yes, and and I gotta say, Glenn, uh, and it doesn't surprise me because you guys all, everyone in the Alice Cooper band comes off this way, but I know Glenn personally where I don't know you guys as well because I, you know, I'm friends with Glenn, but I mean, he's as professional as you can, as I've ever seen. Right. No doubt. Preparation. Yeah. Uh, notes, you know, showing up on time, every, every down the line, uh, as, as professional as anyone I've ever seen. Don't you think being on time is like one of the like sort of unwritten rules of being a professional musician? promptness yeah and, and it's so weird how uh how difficult it is for some people yeah 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 but not for you you came in right on time good internet high expensive internet probably jason <laughs> yeah. jason statham money right there internet oh and- hey maybe not but uh <laughs> dude that dude that dude's 
Got good internet. He's got good internet. So let's move on to some questions. At Justin Strudwick underscore guitarist writes, favorite guitar and why? And why do I think I know the answer to this question? Uh, Yeah, I have. I mean, there's kind of like two that are tied, but I like to talk about this one. I've had this one for less than a year. It's a Gibson ES335. Yep. You know, brand new. Um, But... What's so special about this one, and some people have seen the video, it's up on YouTube, is I went to, I got to go to the Gibson factory to um, shoot a video on the making of a 335. Oh, that's cool. So I went there and I actually made this guitar. I didn't, you know. So did you go to Nashville or did you go to Memphis? Okay, because because they used they used to make it the the three three fives in Memphis, and then they actually moved shop. Now they're all made in Nashville. Now they're all made in Nashville, but so I literally walked down the line every step of the way, painting it, binding it, sanding it, every every step of the way, and we shot it on video. Well, you definitely and polished the, it, mate. I, I, I can see the, <laughs> the polish. Is, it's very shiny. I like it. So, so, so I walked all the way down making this guitar. I was there. Make I, I was there for the birth of this guitar, wow. and they literally strung it up. At the end of the assembly line, the last guy there, you know, they they uh, he strung it up, yep. you know, did their test, whatever, handed it off to the other guy. They walked over to the spinning buffer, yeah, yeah. and they buffed, you know, buffed it, and then said, "Here you go." So my and next question it, was, what what's more uh, rewarding in your lifetime, the birth of your child or the birth of that three thirty five? Wow. Uh, no, they, they, they're both, they are, I have two kids actually. So, um, I just didn't bring it up, but, uh, I mean, nothing, nothing blows your mind, like being a parent. Um, that's great. But this is related to being a father because the drive to support my family is why I ever made YouTube videos in the first place. So to me, this is kind of this amazing symbol of me. Um, you know, just, I, I yeah. did it. It's kind of a reward, um, and I'm and I'm working with Gibson still, so I have a little relationship with him. In fact, I hung out with Chuck, your bass player. Chuck um, he worked with Gibson, and uh, yep. And actually, one of the coolest things about Chuck is because he's kind of intimidating because he looks like a like a <laughs> caveman or whatever, or like he's Bisto Blanco, bugger. dude. How, you don't have a name like Bisto Blanco and not be intimidating. <laughs> he looks like straight out of like Conan the Bar- Barbarian movie, you know. <laughs> Um, or like Mad Max or something. So, so I had, out of all you guys in the band, he's probably the one I had talked to the least. Right. Um, and so at this last NAM show in January, cause we we're both working with Gibson, I went up to, uh, introduce myself to Chuck again, because we don't really know each other that well. Um, but I, he was there at Gibson. I was at Gibson. I was like, I was like, Chuck and he turned he was like Marty like he knew my name and everything so that was really nice there it um, is you know yeah. Chuck Chuck is one of the most approachable beasts you will ever meet no doubt about he's it he's rad you guys, you guys are all awesome man I, I uh there's a brotherhood hope- there man there's no doubt there's a brotherhood and sisterhood with Nita as well and the yeah, band yeah. and the band and, and, and we honestly uh oh what happened to my mic something happened uh can you hear me there Okay, cool. It's it's you know what? It might be my headphones. I might have to change my headphones real quick. Hold on one second. Because um, if I can't hear my headphones, Vic, if you're there, 
There I am. Sorry about that. Um, I was gone for a second. But uh, yeah, there is a brotherhood and sisterhood, and we welcome you guys all in. In fact, everybody that's watching, I know we're going a little bit over time right now, and I appreciate your um, willingness to stay on. And uh, I, everybody that's been tuning in all day, we've been hanging out with Marty Schwartz, uh, YouTube international and guitar instructor of mystery. Um, this will lead me to my next question. Um, at uh, at Kanak KVDI, I, you know what? I just call him Ken because I like saying that. May you throw some light on some right hand and, and left hand coordination or economy of motion. Is economy of motion, I talk about economy of motion with my lessons as saying that you, you should kind of keep your hand around the same area of the guitar neck so you're not constantly going up and down to mess up your rhythm. Yeah. Um, one thing I can say, just the couple things that popped into my head looking at the question is uh, when you're practicing, practicing, I'm saying, not playing a show or whatever, but when you're like working on something, right. it is good, I find, to when you're working on something, look at your right hand as you're doing the thing and then also take some time and look at the left hand, you know, look at them both and it actually really helps. Now, economy of motion um, I probably, some of those things I probably just do naturally just from playing a lot. I figure out what works for me, like, um, like playing a power chord with my pinky just because I'm lazy now, but I can do it. <laughs> I'm not stretching as much, you know, do you know what I mean? You Stuff know, like I, that. I definitely know that I, I find myself constantly changing from the third to the, to the, to the fourth string. And I actually saw a girl on, um, on YouTube just the other day who played all her power chords with just the first finger and the, and the second yeah. finger, which means that she has all those other fingers to stretch right. with. But I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm a little lazy as, as I get uh, more comfortable with my playing. I'm going like, yeah, use the pinky. And I always say that yeah. this is, this is your hidden star right there, right? Uh -huh. there. It's a hidden but finger. Flash never uses pinky ever, right? Um, well, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Clapton did either, but uh, I mean, your pinky—if uh, you grow your fingernail long, I guess it's good for scooping up things. But no, the thing is, it was—I um, think you Slash did use his pinky for for a lot of stuff, but but you could see him when he gets up on the solo. The one thing Slash doesn't do is. Uh, you know, at least from my years of playing with him, he'd wear his guitar really down low and cool. But when you'd solo, he'd always put his foot up on a monitor. Yeah. Then he'd get that high. That was a little good trick that he used uh, a lot. Um, so let me ask the next question at Luke BZ net at Luke BZ net, uh, favorite BB King lick. Wow. Do you have um, one? Yeah. Okay. It's this. I like it. Wait. It's when he goes to. When he goes to the, uh... No, but he'll 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 do that. Yeah. All right, all right. I just learned something from Marty Schwartz. And I could never. I can't do that. That wiggle. Oh, is, the vibrato isn't that more just like the. That's your personality coming through. All right, yeah. me and you yep. just hacks yeah, trying, BB trying box, to do BB, BB King BB licks. He basically almost stayed in one little spot the whole time, and three three or four notes, man, just could 
melt your mind. I saw BB King live. It was awesome. He was he was so great. Thanks for making me feel a little bit like Jason Statham for a second there. I got a little lesson from Marty <laughs> Schwartz. You know, it, it didn't cost me a hundred yeah. bucks an hour. I love it. Um, let's go for one more, um, or okay. maybe a couple more. Um, at chasing frets, because at chase at chasing frets have been asking a lot of questions. What got Marty interested in guitar? Uh, let's see. Before I could even remember anything, there was always a guitar in my house because my dad had one. Um, but but. Uh, what really inspired me to actually start playing guitar uh, was it's just a weird thing. Like I saw um, Santana live, yeah, and that was awesome. But what you know, year was, was that that you saw Santana live? Because I mean, probably like I would say like 1992. All right. And um, but what I'm saying it wasn't Santana. This band that I you know is pre-internet. So you got to understand you discover bands differently back then. So you had MTV, you had the radio, maybe some friends, word of mouth, but you didn't really have like the thing where you could just discover anything at any time. So I saw Santana and this young band, I mean, they're older than me, but at the time, like a band of younger dudes open for Santana, but they were like jamming and playing this kind of classic rock jam style music. And they were called, blues traveler oh wow okay and and uh i just never i didn't know that a young band could play like the allman brothers and grateful dead and santana sign the family stone all these like you know classic rock bands that were already over with um i didn't know uh, that a young band could like follow in those footsteps and that started the whole kind of jam band thing. And there's just something about that band at that moment was like the just like my brain was like, oh, shit, like this is something you can do and it's different. And, you know, it's um, weird. All these years later, I could see you easily being in the band Blues Traveler. Yeah. Well, I did get to play with them um, uh, probably about five or six years ago. And I just, you know, I just wish I could have travel back in time to tell my 18 year old self that I'd be on stage with them. But I will tell you, I, 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 uh, from the, t so, you know, that like moved me and I started playing harmonica and then that led me to grabbing a guitar. So it was just very organic, but you know, if I could have told my 18 year old self that I'd be on stage with them, I would just blow my mind. And I, I used to visualize like that I would be on stage with them. You know, I definitely had that vision Is in that, my head and it was the crazy. Thing I talk was, about um, imagining your reality just you have 27, to 27 years later i was trading licks with john popper face to face you know and and uh it was just so such a full circle moment for me um and my family was there and some of my friends were there and there's a video you can i have a video of of me jamming with them but but that band it, it, uh it's not like they're my ultimate favorite band. Like, I mean, I like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and no doubt. Bob Marley and all the greats, the, the icon. That's what I like. Um, but for what for whatever reason, they were the right time for me to realize that, oh, shit, like dudes can do this. And, and for whatever reason, it was just like the timing of it. That band and, for me, that band for me that you're talking about, because for you it was Blues Travel. For me, it was Cheap Trick. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love, love 
love Cheap Trick. Um, uh, yeah, no, and I totally get it. I I total I totally get it. If I would have been, I'm 45 right now, but if I was like 48 right now, it'd probably be Kiss. Right there you me. go. It's, it's, the, the, the guys that I was in music school with when I was the younger student and the, the like juniors and seniors, or I don't even know if you call college students juniors or seniors, but uh, <laughs> like the, you know, the graduating class when I was uh, a freshman in college, they were doing jazz and all kinds of stuff, but kiss was why they picked up an instrument. Right. Right. Well, so I, I recognize that. So I have just one more of these uh, questions. If you like, um, yeah, at, Augustine underscore Mora underscore MPF. That is a darn long uh, handle that you have. But any hobbies besides Ooh. playing guitar? Do you side? Do you do other thing? Bird watching? Do you obviously? You Bird know. watching. That's funny. <laughs> um, hobbies. Well, I have a fifteen-year-old and a twelve-year-old, and so I try. And times are so weird right now, you know, no like doubt. with the quarantining and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I definitely like, I have, we were talking about visualizing and making things a reality, visualizing jamming with blues traveler, you know, visualizing the YouTube thing, like all these things that, that really is real. Um, and I, so I always have a little, some people, I guess it's corny, but like, you know, like a little vision board, like just reminders that those are real. The, the, they work. I'm, I'm they telling do. you, they, the vision boards I, I and all that stuff works work. for me. I, I'm, I, it, it might sound all hippie-ish. Universe, but they work. It helps you focus, right? So I have one that says, like, gratitude, family. So I'm always trying to, like, you know, ha just have interest in what my kids are, are doing and, and stuff like that. But I do like, um, you know, I'm a movie buff, so I love movies and shows. Um, I really like uh, like the show, like, Top Chef and Chopped, like the <laughs> cooking shows where they yeah, have yeah. to improvise. I really relate to the working under pressure and being creative. So I definitely dig, um, dig those shows. Um, but right now, I mean, as far as hobbies go, it's like between making a video every day and my kids knowing that I exist, um, that, and I have a wife too. So that, and then I have three dogs. So, you know, just family stuff, like, uh, you know, just. Kath Grant is asking, them. are you teaching your kids the guitar? That's like the ultimate question I get constantly. And it's yeah. funny. Um, they don't touch the guitar and they don't like the guitar. Um, <laughs> but, but, but what I think people will relate to um, one, I think it's great for the for your kids to find, have their own identity, find what they want they don't to have do. follow in some one else's thing they did. You know, right. I think that's really natural. Yeah. Um, like a good example is like Stella McCartney, you know, clearly she had these amazingly artistic parents, right? She didn't become a musician, but she had all that amazing creative genes or whatever, the art art genes inside of her. And she became this great fashion person. You know, she never has to be in the shadow of Paul McCartney. She can be her own, her own thing. But what people I think will understand is my daughter, who's 15, when she just imagine the cutest little, you know, two or three year old that like looks up to you like, her hero and is so cute and you know has you wrapped around her finger if i'm sitting there and i'm look like i'm really enjoying playing the guitar you know like, 
my little two, three-year-old daughter who's 15 now, she'd come over to me and be like, no, dad, dad, put that down. Play with me. Look at me. <laughs> so so it was actually a jealousy thing. But this is my other child. This is my other. I saw this child getting born. <laughs> yeah, no. So it really, it really was always about, oh, no, you're not going to do that right now. You're going to no. go play with me right now. Like, so in the early stages of it, it was more of a, jealousy competition for my attention and now they're just super they're super both my kids are really creative artistic uh i tell them they can do anything you know and and whatever they want to do i like my daughter's really into visual arts so um i just support the crap out of it in fact um my daughter came to me last night and was like i really want a designing tablet you know specifically for art and design and i was like let's do it yeah. I'm never going to stop you. You know, it's all the stuff I wish, you know, I mean, my parents were very supportive and great and did that kind of stuff, but I just want to take it even farther. I just want them to have, uh, you know, especially like tools. It's not like I'm spoiling them with um, gifts. It's like my daughter wants this creative tool. To it's create, something that she know? can use to f- sort of find her niche yeah. of what she likes to do. Yeah. yeah I, and my son, my son makes uh, YouTube videos uh, that he's not in, like he takes like plushy animals and like puts them in little funny skits and stuff. And so he's super into YouTube and, uh, you know, they're just doing the thing that kids do like technology and all that. But, um, but really hobby, I think think the fact that that, that they can see that they can see that you're doing something, you found your window, you found your purpose, you found something that you're really good at and you enjoy doing, especially for now, maybe something else yeah. a couple of years now, but they, they can see that as an example. I think that's the best thing you can do for your kids is show them that, hey, you can you can find something that you like to do. It might not be what everyone says is the easy way, but it will happen. It will work if you just love doing it. And you're a good example of that. Thanks. My, my mom, especially, I mean, my dad's great. They're both so supportive and, and proud of what I've what I've done and everything. But my mom, like, she's an artist. She's very creative. Always uh, uh, doing creative, artistic things. Always made me believe that I could do stuff. She never made it seem like something was an it was impossible. So um, I owe a lot of this to to her specifically. And so I just want to follow in those footsteps with, with my own kids and, and uh, just support the things that, you know, and hopefully they find passions and things. And I would never want anyone to be a professional musician at this point. <laughs> well, we don't know what, where professional music and performance especially is going, but we do know that the passion for learning the actual instrument is always going to be there because I've, I've received a lot of, uh, appreciation for what I teach and what I bring and how I can explain the guitar to certain people as well as you do as well. You're providing sort of a whole new opportunity for people during these crazy times to, to learn guitar. It couldn't be a better time to learn. Oh, for sure. And our mutual friend, your drummer, Glenn, um, when he introduced you and I together, I think within 10 seconds, you and I were pretty much only talking about, uh, guitar education. Right. I remember we talked for a really long time about it. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and, 
and it was before it, it was before you actually kicked off Marty Music, and then I remember just it exploded from there. And um, I, I've been thinking it. I've, I've been teaching guitar on and off since I was sixteen. I feel I've always sort of, in one way or another, been explaining the guitar to other people, hopefully inspiring. Like as soon as I learned something, I'd be like, "Yo, check out this thing!" You know, it's always related. When I was sixteen, I would, I because I knew "Smoke on the Water" better than other people could play it yeah. in at my high school. I was able to teach you know other high school kids "Smoke on the Water," and that was sort wow. of my little, "Hey, he's the Smoke on the Water" guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was not thought of as the music guy in high school at all. So. It's funny to run into people so many years later and it's like all I'm thought of as a guitar guy, you know, but uh but back then it was definitely not what I what people thought I would do. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you spending the time today yeah. hanging out, finding a little bit more about Marty Schwartz. Um obviously if you are remotely interested in the guitar, remotely interested in sort of starting your guitar journey, check out Marty's YouTube page as well as his other social medias at Marty Schwartz on uh, Instagram as well. He's been uh, nothing short of just a a sheer pleasure, inspiration for having on In the Trenches. Um, Is there anything else that you want to maybe hyper plug that you're doing now? Because I know you're you're, you're putting out a video a day. I I guess you can't. That's man. Man, I I, uh, I usually wake up Monday morning with a little like list of, of uh, things I'm going to try and accomplish that week. Um, so basically, I'm just here, man. Like uh, in the recording complex, not 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 the yeah, garage, we'll, the recording we'll, complex. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. The last time I had a guest here, you know, it's been a while now with the COVID thing. But the last guest I had here, he walked in and he was like. This is it. <laughs> that could have been the guest. <laughs> oh, Vic. Funny. Oh, Vic. Oh, man. Well, um, I just want thanks. to thank thanks everybody in the, in, in the uh, chat that's been there. If you're listening to it on, on YouTube or if you're listening to it on Facebook, thanks for hanging out in the chat. Thanks for also watching and listening to the In the Trenches podcast today. Um, like I said, We've been hanging out with Marty Schwartz. Uh, he's got all the things that you want to learn guitar on his YouTube channel. It's been great. I'd love to have you on uh, a little bit later, like, you know, in the future when we figure out what we're doing uh, with Let's live do performance and uh, continue to uh, educate and inspire everyone out there. Um, Marty, it's been a real pleasure having you in the trenches. Hang out for one second, um, but just okay. if you'd like to say anything else to everyone yeah. out there watching. Uh, the All the comments, you guys, all the nice comments. Thank you so much. And in all seriousness, I really do feel like the luckiest guy, man. I, I really try and thank the universe or whatever it is. Every day I wake up and I get to do this. Uh, because I get to do what I love. I make a living doing it. And, but then on top of it, you know, I get to hear from people like this and and know that I'm helping people uh, enrich their life in some way, which what what's better than music, you know? So uh, I just want to say thank you. And I, I will I will do my best not to squander this opportunity I have. I'm going to give it my all for as long as I can. So thank you so much. And Ryan, dude, always nice uh, hanging with you. Hopefully we hang in person. 
We will soon. Yeah, it'll yeah. happen. It'll happen, man. All right, man. Thanks for All having, right. uh, thanks for coming on, Marty Schwartz. And uh, next time, everybody there that's in the uh, chat or listening right now, we uh, inspire hopefully I've inspired you to pick up that guitar and play some rock and roll and play whatever music you like until next time. I'm Ryan Roxy. Enjoy the ride. In the trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello.